Hello, I'm Morgan. And I'm Jessica. You are listening to Suspicion. Hi guys. Uh, thanks for thanks to everyone for joining us today. We have another quick episode for you. Because of all of the recent activity going on around the world, the idea of doing research on a crime and talking about real crime-heavy topics is just not something that we have been thinking about for the past week. We have been following very closely the Black Lives Matter protests um, all around the country. And so we thought that for today, we would give an update on two of our cases that we've covered both from season one. And then we would also give out some ways that you can donate or learn more information regarding the Black Lives Matter protests, something that we stand behind 100% and we want to give out our support for everyone who's out there on the front lines, putting themselves at risk to fight for something that it's just absurd that this is still happening. And um, so we, we give a shout out to everybody who's working extremely hard to end racial injustice um, especially at the police department level. As usual, we are going to include organizations um, for you to look into at the end of the episode, so please stay tuned for that. Um, in our show notes and also on our website, we'll be including more organizations um, this week to support the Black Lives Matter protests and movement, so um, we'll have lots of resources for you. Yeah, so for an update, we covered this in episode 10 of season one. This is the story of Jessie Correa. She, just a recap for the background of the story. In February of 2019, Jessie went missing after going out with a group of friends in Boston. She, her body was later found inside the trunk of a car in Delaware the car belonged to a man named Lewis Coleman III. He was last seen on surveillance video with Jesse leaving the nightclub, getting into his car, and then later, um, after police went on a manhunt to find him, they also found surveillance footage of him bringing her into his apartment. So he was found, and he was taken into custody. He was charged with kidnapping resulting in death, which is a federal charge, and it brings with it a penalty of mandatory life in prison. However, um, we now know that he has been indicted uh, for the death penalty. There's not a lot of updates on how the trial is going. There was a hearing for both lawyers on both sides that happened um, Basically, this past February, but basically all they said is that because of the coronavirus pandemic, his lawyers claimed that they have not had adequate time to speak with him in person and make up their case. But there's really nothing that anybody can do regarding that right now. 
All we know for sure is that there's a next hearing in the case, which is scheduled for July 7th, and hopefully we'll get some more on when the trial is going to start or evidence, because as of now, he has pleaded not guilty. On, on a less of the trial note, her friends and family did a um, memorial for her on February 25th of this year to mark the one-year anniversary of her death. And um, I can't believe it's been one year. Things um, really haven't progressed, yeah. Right, because on on that note, my update is regarding the Cynthia Hoffman case that was covered in our BF Phonies episode. Um, episode six, season thank one. You. Thank you, more. But in this case, I kind of have a similar update. We were hoping that we could both give an update that, you know, people have been convicted in the cases, but it's just not the situation with the legal system and also the climate that we're in right now um, with the pandemic. Um, To recap, Cynthia Hoffman was a 19-year-old woman who was murdered by three teenagers who had been talking online to this figure who told them that they would pay the group of teens, I believe it was $9 million, if they murdered a friend and filmed it. So four people in total um, have been accused in the murder. Um, there was supposed to be a discovery hearing on in October. It was postponed to January. It was then postponed again uh, to April 28th. And unfortunately, I wasn't really able to find a status update on what happened with April 28th. My guess is that because of the, the pandemic, uh, that didn't move forward. Um, and since I can't find much more information, I, I think that's... That's the situation right now. So again, we'll, we'll keep an eye on these two cases and mm-hmm. make sure to update you as we're seeing things develop for today. It's kind of not too much progress. Yeah. Well, we also thought that we would maybe talk about some podcasts that we've been listening to or some shows that we've been watching. It was actually pretty funny because Jessica said, why don't we talk about crime shows that we've been watching? I have been watching none. Um, Alex does not like crime shows, so we have been watching a lot of reality TV, like Jersey Shore and 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. So I don't have anything on that end. I do have a story that I thought viewers, or viewers, (laughs) I thought listeners might like. I'm just going to do a quick recap of it because it's a two-parter episode. It's from Medical Mysteries, which is uh, another podcast one that's so good. And this one's not, won't make you squeamish. Jessica and I get very squeamish when it comes to medical stuff, but so far, this podcast has really kind of, they talk about the science behind things, but they don't really go into gruesome detail. But the story that I just wanted to talk about real quick is about the hiccup girl. Have you heard of that? She had nonstop hiccups. Yeah. So she's 15 years old. Her name's Jennifer Me. She had nonstop hiccups for five weeks. 
straight. And they tried, you know, every, her family tried everything. They tried, you know, holding her breath, drinking water upside down, medicine, everything. And it wasn't until she went to see um, a hypnotherapist that they really um, showed that she was having the hiccups for attention. She wasn't making herself have the hiccups. It was just a manifestation of her need to have some sort of attention. She was the eldest of, um, there's five girls in her family. They all lived together in a two bedroom apartment. They moved to a super small town. Like she had a learning disability. She had Tourette's. So it was really a manifestation of, of her trying to get attention. Okay. So the hiccups go away, right? So you think that's the end of the story? No. In three years later, when she's 18, she is arrested with two men because she had lured a guy to meet her at like a barn or something. And the other, her two friends, one was her uh, boyfriend and, and then his friend, they came to quote unquote, just rob him, the guy that she lured there, but then they ended up killing him. And this is in Florida. And in Florida, it doesn't matter if you pull the trigger or not, because she set it up, she got life in prison. Yeah. Isn't it like murder in the course of a felony or something like that? Yeah. Something. I'll be charged with murder. Yeah. So crazy. Okay. So I, I can't even begin to tell you the, the hole I just went into for the the time between we last talked, which was like an hour ago and now. (laughs) So Morgan and I, like we said, we talked about you know, giving some recommendations for shows and stuff that we've been watching. And I have been watching some interesting stuff, not true crime. I've been watching Bones, which is a crime show, really good cast, really good character development. Forensics, right? Forensics. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that's an interesting show. It's really good. It's a great binge show for right now because it's 12 seasons. I'm on season nine, I think. So I've been watching. I also started the Jeffrey Epstein documentary. That's on my list. We haven't started it yet. Yeah. We also both watched um, Tiger King. Oh, right. Tiger King. It's so good. It's so crazy. And there's also an excellent podcast about it that we both listened to before the um, show came out. It's um, called Over My Dead Body. Which and also season one of that is true. excellent as well. Oh, season one's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So that's a good podcast recommendation. Mm-hmm. So the, those are my very, very quick recommendations if you're looking for some tri- crime. Oh, I also watched Lincoln Rhyme Hunt for the Bone Collector. Again, it's not true crime. It's, it's fictionalized. But I liked that one as well. Have, have you, did you see that movie, The Bone Collector, with um, Angelina Jolie and Denzel Washington? No. It it was a movie from the I think nineties. It's really good, but I think that's what the show's based off off of. Does Denzel play Lincoln Rhyme? Does he end up? Oh, I don't want to. He's the guy who's paralyzed from the neck down. Paralyzed. Yeah. Yes, that's Denzel oh, Washington. Yeah. Okay. And then Angelina Jolie's the rookie. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Yeah. 
Good. That, that's another show to recommend. But I was doing a little surfing up the web, and I, of course, stumbled upon Reddit. Uh-huh. I have come across so much insane stuff. I don't even know where to start in this discussion. Okay, on what? Okay, so I stumbled upon this subreddit called Reddit Crime Community. Ooh. And, all right, so I read some, like, crazy things. One person was commenting, like, why? This is, this is the title. Was Charles Manson some mastermind mind controller or was he a scapegoat? Charles Manson did not actually kill anyone, but was found guilty for what other people did because he made them do it, question mark. Mm. RIP personal responsibility, question mark. Oh. Oh, and then he gets downvoted all over the place, saying, but when the people who committed the actual murders are all getting a deal by pointing their finger at a little, small, short guy, like Manson, (laughs) He's saying he's like a short guy. A shrimp. And then in the same sentence in later goes, Charles Manson was not some imposing guy. He was a little twerp. <laughs> I feel <laughs> to see why so many people would go along with what he said. So I mean, that I was just like, give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. You do not understand. Like, did you have you listened to no podcast or done no research about Charles Manson? I mean, you could literally watch the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've never, I haven't even seen that movie, but like watch something and, and you'll see that you're wrong. Don't, don't watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is it bad? Uh, Parcast also does an excellent Charles Manson. Uh, oh, so yeah. Then, okay. So I learned about this serial killer that I had never known about named Ted Carr. Have you heard about this person? No. So um, maybe one of these we can do as a later episode. Yeah, but I'm es- down. essentially, this guy is serial killer. He killed so many people, also sexually assaulted a whole nother host. It's one of those situations where he kept getting caught and going to jail and then being like tossed out. Oh. So on good behavior, blah, blah, blah. So I'm reading a lot about this and it's insane. Then I get to reading about how they're letting people out of jail because of the pandemic right now. Letting them out of jail? Yes, people are being released from jail because of the pandemic. And do you know who they almost released? Who? This guy. The Green River Killer. What? Yes. Are you kidding me? I'm not joking. Green River Killer nearly got set free. Votes were five to four by the nine judges. By one vote? Yes. Are you freaking kidding me? That guy was out for so long. There's there's no way he should get out. No. Literally, it makes me so angry. Set out the guys that had marijuana on them. Set out the guys, like, like. Right, small time offenses. I, I don't care if you if you got picked up three times for selling marijuana, whatever. Sure, it's legal. It's legal places. now. So so get them out. Leave Gary Ridgeway, right? Yeah, leave him. Leave him in there for life. Put him in solitary. I'm just I'm saying all these very high level. I think people should go to the subreddit if you're interested and read all of these posts. I'm on it right now about Ted Carr. Okay. Yes. I mean, 
I couldn't do a better job. Some of these, Ted Carr, everyone's saying, oh my gosh, this is a great write-up. I tried to Google him and could barely find any information about him. Mm -hmm. This person did an excellent write-up. So I can't say it better than it's been done. Like Morgan and I said, we haven't really been watching much or doing much true crime-related things because there's just so much awful stuff in, in the world right now that gives you plenty of anxiety and stress. But if you are looking to go down a hole right now, I would recommend checking out this subreddit. This did make me think of there's a new suspect in the Madeline McCann story. What is the deal? Uh, So it's this guy who's, of course, a pedophile, and he's in prison right now for uh, rape of another young girl. But he has been connected to some other kids going missing around the area where Madeline went missing and around the time where she went missing. I think as well his car or the car he had at the time matches an eyewitness statement of a car that was seen around the area. And he also looks like the sketch that they have of the suspect. So I, I think they're they're really searching and, and putting it together. But, I mean, that's a crazy story. That is a crazy story. We did say that we were going to um, give everyone some organizations where they can go to either gain more information or uh, places to donate or see what you can do to help the Black Lives Matter movement. There's a really good GQ article that I found, which has 24 ways to support Black Lives Matter. And it has everything from books you can read to places you can contribute money to organizations that are just out there to spread the word. Some of the organizations that the article points out is the National Lawyers Guild Mass Defense Program the Louisville Community Bail Fund, which I looked up. I had never known this, but there is a lot of organizations out there that look for donations in order to help people with their bails. I believe I read or heard somewhere that when a defendant is able to get out on bail, they're much more likely to um, successfully win their case. Wow. Because you're able to like work with the defense easily, collect information, money, all these things, um, that are really, really beneficial if you're able to get out on bail. Yeah, I can, I can see that for sure. So there's a lot of, um, organizations from this article, or if, if you just look on Google that support, um, people getting bail Uh, The article also points out the NAACP, Reclaim the Block, which is an awesome organization to uh, follow on Instagram if you're looking for updates on the protests, where you can protest, what protesting has been doing. I follow them on Instagram, and it's really one of the key sources of information for for me. And then, of course... um, the Black Lives Matter organization, their website is blacklivesmatter.com. Awesome, great place to get information and donate as well. There's also a, a lot of podcasts right now. 
that um, are speaking on the issues of race in our country and on what is happening right now. Some of those are Black Lives Matter has a podcast called What Matters. There's also Dear Governor from iHeartRadio. Um, my one of my favorite podcasts to just listen to all the time is Ear Hustle from Radiotopia. And it's um inside San Quentin. And they talk a lot about race and racial uh prejudices and profiling from inmates' voices. So it's very interesting. And then in Black America from Cut Productions. So we'll post all this stuff everywhere, our website, Facebook, Instagram. It's a lot. We talked about a lot of a lot of random things. No, um, we actually did. Sure, I'm sure everyone has has a lot on their minds and didn't want to hear anything too upsetting or horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah. So this is a hodgepodge episode. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed. If you ever are looking for any crime-related recommendations, movies, podcasts, books, anything else, you can, documentaries, anything else you can think of, definitely reach out to us. We have read it all, seen it all, mm-hmm. and are happy to give those out. Yeah, and um, I can also give you some really good, um, if you need a distracting show, I'm telling you, and I tell Jesse. Every week, every time I talk to her, married at first sight. No, oh, no, 90, 90 day fiance. 90 day fiance. Um, there's regular 90 day fiance. There's 90 day fiance the other way. 90 day fiance before the 90 days. 90 that's, day fiance. That is self quarantined. You can literally, like, it's 90 day fiance all around here. So, yes, that's a good point. We also are have lots of recommendations for non-crime related things <laughs> so definitely reach out to us basically tlc shows yeah <laughs> no no tlc for me bravo oh. or netflix hulu yeah those are got that covered all right well all thank right. you guys thanks mm-hmm. everyone stay suspicious actually yeah you should stay suspicious right now bye